guys, welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. I'm here with Karin. If you haven't met her before, she was on one of my past episodes. I have her on again today. In case you haven't met her, do you want to do a little introduction? Hey guys, I'm Karin. I'm the founder and creator behind the brand ECA New, which explores the intersection between wellness, mindfulness, and design. Um, And then not doing my brand, I also work in advertising at an agency, working on a bunch of different clients and projects and um, exercising my creative brain. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, last time we had Karin on, we talked all about manifesting and also all about how she started her platform and a little bit of that. So just in case you didn't listen to that episode, do you want to give a little brief story behind your whole brand? I don't even want to try to pronounce it because every time I get it (laughs) wrong, but why don't you give just like a little background of a little bit more of what it is, how it started, how you're expanding it and everything like that. Totally. So it's called ECA new, and I'm going to just spell it out because it's a bit confusing. It's I C I E T N U. And that's my Instagram handle. And when you translate those words from both French and Danish, Danish, it means here and now. And so the brand is all about living in the present moment, being mindful, um, being where you are in the moment that you're in. And so about a year and a half ago at this point, it was right when COVID started, I created this Instagram page and it started as just me curating pieces of content, whether it were included quotes or inspirational stuff or architecture and design and then slowly it started into a page of me sharing things that I've written specifically around mindfulness and wellness and being present Um, and I had the desire to start to create some products along with just my written creations on Instagram and so I started to sell Um, phone backgrounds with affirmations on them, a mindset guide to help kickstart a mindset transformation. And a few months ago, I also started to sell merch, um, which includes some pieces that with carefully placed designs that remind you to be present where you are. And so essentially, the, the whole purpose of the brand is to help people live a more mindful and present life and to help people become a better version of their yesterday self. So, um, that's the brand in a nutshell. Check it out on Instagram. Um, I post on my stories a lot with affirmations and inspirational stuff. And then I love to write. And a lot of the, most of my content is all about ways to um, grow and manifest things and just live the life that you want. So yeah, Yeah, I'll see you now. Yeah. I'll definitely link it in the description just in case you miss the spelling or anything. Um, your Instagram, like was actually one of the reasons I started my podcast. I don't even know if I told you that, but no. I feel like, yeah, like growing up, I always, like, I always journaled too. And as I got older, I kind of like forgot how to like write my stuff out. Like it's easier for me to like talk about things and say it, but I was always so afraid to be like, well, I'm kind of like, like, I'm kind of like cringed out if people like hear my feelings or like hear what I'm thinking or like my opinions. So I always just like kept it in. And I always stopped myself from like opening an Instagram or a podcast or anything. And once I started seeing, seeing you post on your Instagram and just post like these journal entries and I, I literally read every single one and I'm like, wow, the <laughs> fact that she can open up and like, you were like, you were opening up when you only had a hundred, 200 followers. Now you're like on the way to 20 K and you're still the same person that started the account. So it's so cool to see how you were so vulnerable, I guess, on social media. And like, I don't really care what people think. And I was like, yeah, honestly, like, I just want to say how I feel too on a mic and just like, kind of like the same concept. Like 
your Instagram is becoming a better version of your yesterday self. That's kind of what my podcast is like too, just putting it into words. So yeah, it inspired me a lot to start this and not really care about what people thought about like my opinions. Well, first of all, thank you. Um, That means a lot that you feel that way about the page and and the brand and that I'm so happy that it inspired you because I had no idea. Um, And that's, you know, essentially the goal for, for the, what I've created is to inspire people to put themselves out there to be vulnerable because I truly believe that the more we all share what we are feeling internally, it, it allows the person in front of you or the person behind the screen to also do the same. And the more vulnerable we all are, the more we understand each other. And we'll, we all realize that at the end of the day, we're all the same. Um, and the reason why I created my page in the beginning was because I wanted to hold myself accountable for all of the things that I preach. So if you follow me or if you interact with my brain, you'll know that I talk a lot about journaling and manifesting and reading affirmations every day and having a really strong morning or evening routine. And when the pandemic first hit, you know, I had a really strong routine and I was doing all of those things. And then when we were stuck at being at home all day, for months and months, I didn't feel the need to kind of do those things. I remember thinking like, I could read these affirmations, but like, like, where am I traveling to? Or like, what career am I really manifesting here? Or like, how am I going to meet a partner in this pandemic? And so by me creating this page, it really allows me to hold myself accountable. And, you know, at the same, in the same breath of like me helping other people, it also really helps me anytime I get a DM or a question or a comment. Um, it allows me to think in my own life and how this question or this topic applies to me and like, how can I show up as my best self? Um, so it, as much as it inspires you or inspires someone else, it also um, like you guys and people who follow me and all that kind of stuff also inspires me. So it's, it's cool. It's a fun ride. And um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like also what you said about how you opening yourself up, you hope it inspires others to do that. I feel like it's definitely not an easy thing to do. Like that's why people don't start YouTube channels or take their Instagram seriously is because they're afraid of what people will think. But if we only realized how many people think the same things we do or in the same exact boat as us, like it's crazy. Like the first person that started YouTube, everyone's probably like, what the hell are they doing? And then they blew up and everyone started following them. And that's when it gets normalized. I think that everyone can think the same things. And that's why I also do like advice sessions because some people type things out and they think they're the only one going through that certain thing. And once they find out thousands of other people are going through it, they feel so much more comfortable and safe of their feelings. And they don't feel like they have to apologize for the way that they feel. Totally. And it's, it's interesting you say that because when I think back to my page and the content that I've created, the things or the posts that have reached the most amount of people or got the most amount of likes are the things that I've written like years ago when I was 16 years old, that was only in the found in the pages of my journal that I never shared with anyone. And it's so like last year or when I, couple months into starting my Instagram page when I made the decision to start posting things that I've written and my own words I remember having this thought of like wait a minute like I wrote this when I was 16 years old and 5,000 people liked it like why didn't I didn't I do this sooner or just how crazy is it that my younger self was feeling something that someone 
who's in their 20s is currently feeling. And it's, it's just such an interesting thing to think about and how everyone has something they can offer to this world. Yeah. And I think suppressing that is, is doing the world, I wouldn't say harm, but like it's not doing the world a favor. So if you're listening and you have something you want to share with this world, whether it's creatively or something you're passionate about, do it because you don't know who can benefit from it. And I think we all have something that we can give to this world. Yeah. I love that so much. Like you, it's so weird. Like 16 year old, you is like writing that journal prompt. You have no idea. Like thousands of people are going to see it and resonate with it and feel comfort in it. Like, it's so crazy. Even when I see like people from like India are listening to my podcast, I'm like, how did I get there? Like, yeah. like, who, like who's listening? Like I see like all the different, like countries people listen to and the female I mean the genders and the ages and I'm like how like how did you find me like it's just so crazy because I'm like oh people like voluntarily listen to me speak like it's it's Mm -hmm. crazy it's beautiful though yeah I love it um but yeah so that's a little background on her blog we got into a little heart to heart over there but I also (laughs) want to talk um about careers and that's what this whole episode is about I'm personally I feel like stuck a little bit and this isn't something I talk about much but obviously I started this podcast I'm a college student I have two years left of school so kind of like right in the middle there have a little bit of time and I feel like I'm a marketing major so that's also what cutting does she's in marketing and I feel like for me as I'm growing up and as I'm doing these passion projects like you know my podcast and other things I have going on behind the scenes I'm like terrified that I'm going to have to let go of that to work full time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what if I have to work like a full corporate job? Because that could only make sense, like to pay off my student loans and to be financially stable and all the, all that stuff. What's your advice for someone like me who's in college and feels a lot of pressure to kind of get that full-time job as soon as they graduate, it has to be like high pay. It has to, you know, all these things. What's your advice for someone who kind of feels stuck like that in school right now? Well, it's valid. And I feel like everyone who is passionate about something or like has an entrepreneurial spirit goes is going through or has gone through the feelings you're having so it's super valid I felt exactly what you're feeling when I was in college and I graduated um two years ago at this point so before I answer your question I want to just start with giving like a little bit story of myself yeah and just to paint a picture of like how I did it and what I would have done differently so I went to college um, in Manhattan and the reason why I went to school in New York was because I wanted to, I didn't care about like being part of a sorority and partying on campus for for four years. I wanted to live in New York. I wanted to get my career started. I wanted to be surrounded by creativity and like successful entrepreneurs and just be part of the New York energy. And so when I went to school in Manhattan, I had an internship every semester, partly because I wanted to build my resume, also because I also needed money to like live the New York lifestyle I wanted to live my parents were like we're not going to give you money for your dinners at Bond Street so (laughs) I I had to I had to you know work a little bit to so that I could enjoy myself the way I wanted to Um, but when I started in college as a freshman I was running a fashion blog with one of my best friends and we started that back in high school and it was super fun I loved taking pictures I loved writing my blog posts I loved to go shopping to shoot a new look and it was really really fun but it wasn't monetizing and to be honest at the time I didn't really care to monetize it and so that was like the first inst- example of where I had this entrepreneurial spirit 
-hmm. but with college and classes and building my social life, that blog wasn't my priority. And so I didn't make it work and I didn't care to make it work. And that's when I realized, all right, I'm into this side hustle thing, but a fashion blog is not it. So we're gonna push that aside. A few years later, again in college, my roommate and I wanted to create a, a brand. And so we created this t-shirt brand. Again, super fun, loved like the whole production side and filming content and like just being really creative. Mm -hmm. um, but again, wasn't monetizing. Frankly, it was a really <laughs> dumb idea. Like it just wasn't beautiful in the way that we thought it was going to be. Yeah. But we had both had so much fun with it. And at the time it was making us both happy, but it wasn't monetizing. And simultaneously I was interning and I was taking harder classes and I was you know, my social circle was growing a little bit and there was so much I wanted to do in New York. And so I didn't prioritize that. And so I told myself, all right, again, love the side hustle thing, but this is not it for me. And after that experience, I realized like when you really love something and you're passionate about it, you will make it work. You will find a way. And if it's not that important to you, then you'll find an excuse. And so for me, the fashion blog, the t-shirt brand, I found excuses because I truly didn't see myself bringing that to life or having it flourish the way it could have been. Yeah. And so I promised myself, all right, the next time that I do this whole side hustle thing, number one, I want it to be authentically me. I want it to be a representation of everything that resides in my heart and my soul and that it's a brand or a thing that I really connect to and not just something I think people would like. Um, and then second, I want to make sure that I'm so passionate about it that no matter what happens in my life, I'll make time for it. And so that was a promise I kept to myself. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to present day, um, I had this idea for this brand, I think like four months after graduating college. So four months after landing my full-time corporate job in advertising. And it took me eight months to, to actually start it, to start that Instagram page. And that was when COVID happened. That's when I um, actually brought it to life. And since then, I've been working in advertising full-time. And there are some days where I'm so busy with work that I don't even have time to answer one DM, or I don't even care to curate content, or I don't have time to write a new post or package an order or whatever it is. Yeah. But then there are moments where work is a little bit slower and, or my weekends are a bit slower and I have time to really dive into it. But I think the key for me in this stage of my life of balancing both is that what I've learned is that you can have it all, but maybe not all at the same time. So on in an average week, am I going to be able to give a hundred percent to my corporate job and a hundred percent to my brand? No, because I can't give a hundred percent of myself to two things. Mm -hmm. I have to give either 80% to my job or 20% to my brand or whatever the, however you divide it up. But then I'm also someone who I, when I go all in, I want to go all in. So there are some days where I'm like, today I need to focus on my career because this is equally as important to me. Maybe on a Friday afternoon when things are a bit slower, I will give 100% to my brand. I think a lot of us, when a lot of people, when they're in college, they have this idea in their head that it has to be one or the other. 
but that's not necessarily the case. It just day to day, how you divvy up your time might shift. But when you are truly in love with something, when you're truly passionate about this side hustle or this project that you have, you will find a way to make it work. Um, that was a mouthful. But I, the <laughs> last thing I will say on that is, you know, I think when you come out of college, I think it is really and this is might be biased because this is the way I did it, but I think it is really important to get a full-time job, to get yourself on your feet, to meet people, to learn, to expand your thinking and, and how you think, and to just be surrounded by, you know, really intelligent individuals and to be, to learn how to be responsible both financially and in your career. And once you have a once you are financially stable or close to that, then it's easier for you to take that leap and to give your energy to something else. Um, so that's kind of how, where I am today. I think in the past years of working corporate, you know, I saved some money that I was able to invest in this side hustle of mine. Um, and I'm not, it's not like I put all my eggs in one basket where if I don't get orders for a week where I'm like stressing that, you know, I have to pay my bills. Like, no, I have my corporate job that's funding me and supporting my daily life. And this is just right now a side hustle. Eventually I wanted to make it bigger, but um, you know, I think it makes sense to start your career and then simultaneously work on your passion project. Yeah. I like how you said, if you, if you want to do it, you're going to do it no matter what and how you can do both at the same time and have it all. Um, just not at the same time, because I feel like the thing when it comes to not just maybe more my generation, not just me, other people too, just, we feel a rush and we're like, no, I have to graduate like, and do it right away and be rich right away. Like I have to be a millionaire by 23 and like all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, like for maybe for like very strong minded people, like, that is their only way. And some people make that their own, like, they're like, I'm either doing this or I don't want to do anything at all, which I totally respect as well. Having people who, you know, go and follow their dreams and they don't have a backup plan. And they're like, I'm either making it in this or there's no other option. Like I'm making it in this. So I always tell myself because I have two years left of school, ideally, if I never started this podcast, I was networking all the time with all these different people to find out which agency I'd want to work at when I graduated. And now that I started this podcast, I'm like, okay, if my podcast were to blow up right by the next year or something, and it was like a huge podcast and I was making so much money for it, I would just be so much happier leaving college, like keeping this lifestyle of the podcast and maybe living on my own and maybe starting a brand or a YouTube channel or whatever. So I feel like because I have that idea in my head, I'm terrified of it failing and like having to settle for corporate jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think what you said brings up a good point. Like if, if, whether it's you or a listener who's like, I already, my brain is already successful and I'm, I don't need to go to college or like I'm on YouTube and I don't need to go back to school or whatever it is, do what works for you. And like, if you are confident enough and you feel like you can take your brand or your business can take off without going to college or getting a corporate job, do it. Like, fully. In my case, I think I needed school to get me the internships that I had to get me the job I had out of college. And it just helped me kind of just set me up for where I am today. But I think everyone's story is different. Um, and now I'm blanking on your question because <laughs> I did a little tangent there. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Um, just everything you're saying, honestly, I think is everything I need to hear as well as the audience. Um, something else I wanted to ask you is kind of, did you always know you wanted to be in marketing? Because like for me, I, I didn't even know what marketing was in high school, honestly. Like, did you always know, did, like, did you go into your first year of college? Like, I know what I want to do. Or you just knew you wanted to be in creative or something? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> when I, so I knew I wanted to be in New York purely because I wanted to be in New York. And at the time I was really passionate about fashion, but you know, everyone in co- when you're going to college, they're like, do a business major or study econ so you could have all the options in the world. And I was like, all right, econ it is. Yeah. I took one microeconomics class and I genuinely was just confused. Like I yeah. didn't understand it. I was Horrible. so bored. And I remember thinking like, I am a way too creative for this. And I've always been creative growing up. I've always had like, I was never the athlete. I was always artistic one in the class. Yeah. And so I knew that was the part of my brain that I wanted to exercise more. And so I went through this crisis my freshman year of like, all right, economics is out, but like, what am I going to major in? I don't want to do graphic design fully because I just don't care enough for it but like I also don't want to do finance or business because I don't want to take the boring accounting classes and the different levels of macroeconomics again and so I didn't have a major for like half my first my freshman year Um, and then eventually I landed on like a digital design digital media major which basically was like a bunch of different things mixed together and so I had a little bit of marketing a little bit of advertising a little bit of graphic design computer science and so I learned so much under one umbrella which was really helpful for me but the the point where I learned that okay I want to be in advertising or marketing was actually just through having a bunch of internships and learning what I didn't like. So I had an internship in PR or fashion PR and I hated it. I had an internship working at a fashion brand and on the e-commerce side and thought that was cool, but like I couldn't see myself doing that full time. Um, I interned at a media company and again, I was like, this is not for me. And then I had one internship at an agency, at an advertising agency and I just felt like that was the environment I wanted to be in. And so my last two years of co- or my last year of college, I put all of my efforts and energy into finding a role that was similar to that internship. So my advice to people who don't know what they want to do or don't know what to major in, try it all, test out different things because it's you'll learn what you don't like. And so when you don't, when you realize what it is you don't want to do, that list becomes a lot shorter for you to actually figure out what it is you want to do. So it's a trial and error. And like, will there be moments where you're interning or you have a full-time job where you question, is this really it? Like, is this it for me? I've had those moments. I still have those moments it's totally normal. You're not going to be 100% happy every single second of your career. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because that uncomfort or discomfort allows you to kind of rethink things and figure out where do you really want to put your energy to? Is this the right role for me? And then you kind of grow and expand and transform continuously. So I think a lot of people when they're young, 
I myself did this was I put so much pressure on that one internship or that one major or that one, the first job out of college, because I thought that was the end all. And that if I made one choice that it would impact the rest of my career, my future. And that is so far from the truth. Yeah. I think it's just really important to try different things and, and learn about yourself, learn about the people you want to be around, learn about the work you want to be a part of. Um, and that's how, I think that's what will lead to everyone's individual success. Yeah. I totally agree with what you said about internships. Cause I, I really do feel like you're not going to know unless you experience it. Like for me, when I was in high school, like I said, I had no idea what marketing was. I knew I wanted to be in business because I just had the personality for it. And I didn't really care for like, like, like I, you, I'm so jealous of the fact that you knew in high school, you wanted to like be in the city when you graduated high school. And like, you wanted to live that New York lifestyle. I didn't know anything about that because I honestly like never went to the city when I was in high school. I maybe went to like Times Square, like three times, but I, (laughs) I like never went. And I didn't really know about like how much I wanted to be in New York and be in that environment until I entered college. So my first year of college was like absolutely horrible because I didn't care in high school about what major I was. I didn't care what school I was going to, what experience I was going to have the next four years. I didn't put any thought into it. And I feel like that's why I had such a tough journey with like transferring and like all my schools. Like I just got very unlucky because I didn't care enough in high school to like put in the work of where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? And now that I'm older, I really regret not taking more opportunities. And I feel like for my age, I've had a solid amount of internships. You know, I've had one every summer since I graduated high school. I remember my first internship was actually at a surgical center in in New York on Fifth Ave. So it was like the nursing vibe, like that type of stuff. And I was like, maybe that's something I'd be into. And I just wasn't. And I I wouldn't have known if I didn't intern. It probably would still be in the back of my mind if I never had that internship. So I totally agree that you need to just have, like I talk to people now who have never interned and they're going into their senior year of college. And I'm just like, how do you know that's what you want to do if you're not prioritizing? And I don't know if I just value internships because I'm friends with like you and like Ryan, like older people who can kind of like tell me because I know I even texted you a bunch of times if I needed help with something for school or advice or whatever. So maybe that's why I value it so much, but internships are huge, huge, huge. Ever since COVID, I haven't gotten paid for one internship, which I think sways college students away. Um, but yeah, I think they're honestly the best thing that you could do if you're still trying to figure out where you want to be in the next couple of years of your life. Yeah. And I think it, I think it depends on what industry you're in and what, what you want to do, because I know a few people who they just genuinely with whatever career they were choosing an internship just didn't make sense. Or like, it was a lot harder to get an internship. I think it depends on the industry you're in and what that career trajectory is like, but I think whatever you're doing, let's say you want to be a singer or like you want to be a director, like find a director that you're really passionate, like you're passionate about, or you love their work and just cold email them and be like, Hey, I know you're working on this movie, like, can I be a PA? Or like, I know you're an artist at Universal Music Group, like, how do I get my foot in the door and just reach out to people, make connections, network, um, go out to coffee with people, shadow someone. I think the thought of an internship can be a bit daunting because it's so 
structured and you're getting paid for it or you might not be or like you have a boss and it's like kind of like real world but it's kind of not yeah there but essentially the whole point of the internship is to give you a taste of what it would be like to work in that role so it's like even just I've shadowed a few people for a month on end to get a feel for what their job is like and it opens my eye so much because I was like wow on the outside what they do seems amazing but like on the inside that's not what I thought it would be like so um and that wasn't an internship I wasn't actually doing any work so I think there are a lot of different ways to figure out like what you might enjoy what you think you could enjoy and you know it's not just about the job or the internship it's also just thinking about like, where are you going to be the happiest? And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to figure it out so early on in life. And I don't think we need to put that much pressure. I wish I could tell my college self, like, slow down, be where you are, because you're rushing through college right now. And you're rushing through such a beautiful point in your life. And that's honestly why, like how I got to building this brand about being present, because years ago, I was not living a present life. I was always chasing for the next thing. Um, so I think everyone who's younger, who sees people who are successful via Instagram or YouTubers or celebrities, they're always like, I did this myself or wow, she's 23 and she's a millionaire. Like she's 25 and has this huge successful brand. Like, why can't I do that? But just, I think it's important to be where you are, figure out what your own timeline looks like in your own world um, and go from there and, and take the pressure off yourself. I know it's easier said than done, but like eventually you will figure it out when it's time for you to figure it out, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally, totally understand that. That's something I really wanted to talk to you about too, is rushing our journey. Cause for me, I... I'm, I'm supposed to be going into my senior year and I'm instead going into my junior year. So I had to take an extra year of school because of my transfer credits and everything like that. And I remember when I first found out, I was like, no, I'm not going to accept this. Like I'm going to push to make sure I don't have to take that extra year. I can't afford going to school another year and not working. Like it's going to waste so much time, like just totally stressing out for like a month. I was like, just so depressed and so like lost and was like, why is this happening to me? Like thought it was the worst thing in the world. And I kept trying to fight it, fight it, fight it. But there was no possible way to cut down all the classes I had to take. And I remember just sitting with myself and finally just being like, you just have to accept it. Like if you tried everything you can to change it and you can't change it, you have to just see the bright side. What can you like take away from this? That could be good. Oh, like I could study abroad next summer if I want to, because I have to take an extra year anyways little opportunities like that. And it just made me sit back and realize like, why am I rushing? Like what, what is there that I'm rushing towards? There's, I guess I have goals, you know, like I want to get married one day. I want to live on my own. I want to have my own brand, but why do I have to rush past it? Because maybe a few, maybe a year ago, two, three years ago, I was rushing to be in college, starting my podcast. And now I'm here. And I don't remember the past two, three years because the whole time I was just working towards this and thinking of the end result. And I think we forget that our journey is what builds us more than the end result that we come out with in the end. So I like how you said that a lot, because I think, especially in this generation, we see, like you said, kids, Charlie D'Amelio, who's making $10 million a video. And we're like, why can't that be me? Like, why do I have to work so hard? Why can't that be my time? You know? So I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we see this, social media image, what is your 
what's something you would say to someone who's kind of in that boat too? Like, I know you touched on it a lot, but what's something that they can do to help them realize like they need to be more present in their journey? Well, I think it starts with question or asking yourself, like, whose timeline am I really on? Is it the timeline that society has built that I feel the need to follow? Is it the timeline that I've created for myself in my head based on what I'm seeing with those around me? Is it the timeline that my parents have put forth on me with the pressure that I'm facing from them? Or is it the timeline that I've created for myself because that's genuinely what I want from, from my inner being. And I think when you figure out what that answer is, you will realize like, wait a minute, this timeline is not what I need to follow by any means, because it's not the timeline that I see myself truly following, or it's, it's like, all right, I've had this timeline in my head because I've X, Y, and Z goals that I want to, you know, achieve by this age, because if I achieve it by that age, I can do blah, blah, blah. So I think it's really important to kind of dissect why you've created this timeline in your head and and where that force is coming from, because more often than not, it's a timeline that is built of, of surrounding society and like what, and comparing yourself to what other people have. And I think one thing about comparison is a lot of the reason why I felt pressured or felt like I was slow or you know wasn't achieving the things that I wanted to achieve by a certain age was because I was comparing myself to so many different people and you know what I've recently learned and I listened to this um on the skinny confidential so I'm not the one who's thought about this concept but yeah they were talking about comparison being the thief of joy and how often when we compare ourselves, we focus on one category. So it's like, I want to have the career she has, or I want to have her business, or I want to have her relationship. And we only focus on that. And we think, wow, they have it all. They have a perfect life. They're living the life I want to live. And we take that in and think, wait a minute, I'm so behind. I don't have that. I'm not that successful. Yeah. But in reality, if you, when you're comparing yourself to someone, you have to be ready to give up every single aspect of your life for their life. So yeah, they might have the perfect career, but are you ready to give up your beautiful family life and the relationship you have and the home you live in if the, in it to replace with their, those categories that they have? Yeah. If the answer is no, it's like, well, I don't want to compare myself to them then because they're not even living the whole life that I want to live. And I think that puts things into perspective where like, there's something in everyone's life that isn't perfect, whether it's their health or their relationship with their mom or their career not being as successful, whatever it is. So I think we, we all need to just step away a little bit from comparing ourselves to everyone around us because we were not seeing the full picture. And by doing that you're making things worse for your own inner peace and and I think what's what's going to make you be as successful as you want to be is sticking true to who you are and authentic to who you are and just finding ways to better yourself so that you can get to where you want to be tomorrow and I think the only way you could do that is to be present and be where you are right now because the choices you make today is what's going to 
be your tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I feel like I just like blanked out because I think that was everything I needed to hear because I'm in this <laughs> point where I'm like, like that was just everything I needed to be said to me. I'm just, I feel like I'm always just rushing and on the go. And I'm a very like, Recently, I felt very anxious because my life is so repetitive. I'm like, okay, these are the three days I go to work. These are the two days that I record and edit and upload. Like school starts. These are the days I go to school. These are the days I go to work. Every day feels like the same day. So it's so hard to try to be present when I'm just trying to rush through my eight hour shift. You know, like I'm trying to rush through the 13 hours of editing I have to do. And I don't realize that I'm exactly where I once wanted to be. So just hearing that from you is just like so helpful and really makes me like take a step back and just like remind myself that I just have to sometimes sit and just remind myself that I'm where I'm supposed to be. You know, the future, I have time for the future. I don't know what tomorrow is bringing. So I kind of have to enjoy today instead of working for tomorrow. Yeah. And look, I've been feeling exactly what you've been feeling as well. And I think it's part of it is because of the pandemic. Part of it is just things in my life but I've been feeling recently like every day feels the same and it's monotonous and my routine is I'm over my routine right now and I'm excited for the next chapter of my life which is coming soon but I had this moment a few weeks ago where like I wasn't doing my gratitude journal every morning which I had been I wasn't meditating I wasn't doing those daily practices and I remember thinking like all right, I can, I can still be excited for the next chapter of my life, but that doesn't mean I need to skip over this one. Like I am where I am right now. Let me enjoy it as much as I can. Let me take in these moments the way they should be taken in and to make the most of it. And, you know, in the near future, my life will probably be more exciting and there I would, I'm going to have more fun and learn more and do more. But right now it's okay to take things slow. And I think those different seasons in your life are there for a reason. And you just have to experience each one to the full potential. Yeah, I totally agree. I like how I've been honestly off my journaling and meditating games. My voice is so congested right now. I'm going to put a disclaimer in the beginning of the podcast and just say I don't (laughs) sound like this. Um, But yeah, I've been off my meditation, manifesting, like, journaling game too. I was going through my bookshelf today. I've been very into reading recently and I was going through my bookshelf and I was just like looking at all my journals and I was like, wow, I haven't touched these in so long. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm reading. But I just remember when I was manifesting for like a month, two months straight every morning, I felt so like powerful and positive going into my day. So I don't know why Mm -hmm. I stopped, but I have to go back into it for sure. Me too. I had the same experience recently where I was like, wait a minute, I feel so much better. after doing this why did I stop and I think it's important sometimes to take those breaks because it reminds you of how valuable those daily practices or things are for you and for your growth and even that like even the fact that I took a two three week hiatus from doing those things it in the moment I was kind of questioning why I wasn't doing them but now looking back I realized that was exactly what I needed to do for myself at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. So not being too hard on yourself either. You can't, you're not going to be 100% every single day and that's okay. Yeah, totally. The last thing I want to talk to you about, which I honestly wasn't planning on talking to you about yet, but after hearing you talk, I, there's a quote that I think I even tweeted it out once. Cause I, I don't know if I heard it or read it, 
but it's a it's a quote that says there's room for everyone at the top meaning everyone around you can be successful and sometimes I don't know if you've experienced this I'm sure you have I feel like everyone has we've been around people where you can kind of tell that they're not someone that wants you at the top they feel like you have to be below them for them to be successful or for them to be rich or for them to even be like pretty you always have to be a little bit less pretty for them to feel pretty type of person and I feel like I've experienced this a lot and I feel like recently I've been experiencing it in the career field. So I kind of want to know if you've experienced anything like that or you've been around people, your advice to kind of avoid people like that and kind of get out of that toxic mindset or maybe even if you've ever felt that way or if someone listening has felt that way towards someone else and they don't know why they want this person to fail or not do as good as them. What's kind of like your take on that? Well, I've never personally experienced that but my first instinct to that is like it's a confidence thing right so if there's someone who's at the top who feels like there's no other seat for someone else next to them I feel like that's an insecurity because they don't feel confident in themselves to be at the same level as someone else Um, and then at the same time I think if you're someone who is intimidated by that, I think it's, you need to kind of work on your own self-confidence because when you are aware of what you bring to the table and the value you bring to the table, you're not going to give a shit if someone's above you or not. Um, And I think that's one thing that's really helped me in my career is that I've, I've worked really hard to, to be, you know, to have knowledge and be smart and have and bring value to the table where now even if I'm in a room with people who have 20 40 years experience on me I feel confident when I give my opinion or when I state my thoughts or give an idea and if they shut it down I'm also confident enough that I don't really care so I think it's you know as you start to grow to make your way to the top or if you already are at the top i just think it goes back to being confident in your capability and your ability and if you feel like your success is going to be outshined by someone else if there's someone higher than you or next to you then i think you have to kind of work on what that insecurity might be or like why you feel the need to kind of protect your space and your status um And I just personally feel like there's a seat at everyone at the table for everyone at the table. Everyone can bring different value. So if you've ever experienced, if you're a listener and you've ever experienced, you know, something like this where someone has kind of shut you down or has not allowed you to, you know, grow, I think it's, it's worth exploring, you know, how you could better yourself, but also, like what is the value bring, you're bringing to the table? And if it's not being re- respected, then to look elsewhere and to, to make sure that you're around people who want you to grow. Yeah, I agree. I definitely, I feel like I felt that way more in like high school or like beginning of college where I'm like, why do I feel like, I also feel like I have a mindset where I, where I'm like, I think everyone's out to get me or like I get into a weird mindset where I'm like, I feel like this person doesn't actually want me to succeed or like, I don't know. I get into that like weird headspace and I've definitely 100% experienced girls but more girls guys don't really I feel like care um but girls kind of 
I guess, yeah. Like I could tell it has to do with them, but maybe a little bit like competition or jealousy where it's like Mm -hmm. they want to have a better outfit than you when you go out or, you know, they want the guys to think they're pretty and not you or, you know, they don't really care to talk with you about your job or about your school because they don't really want you to succeed. Like I felt that vibe a lot. And recently I haven't really felt it as much. I feel like I'm in a really good place with who my friends are and the relationship I'm in, but I've definitely felt that before. Um, and yeah, I agree with what you said that it totally has to do with them. This is actually something I got DM to and it made me realize I went through it. That's why I wanted to bring it up. But mm-hmm. I totally agree that it has to do with that person and their insecurity. And it's like, as long as you kind of just separate yourself from that environment or from that person, even if you've been friends with this person for a long time or you think you owe them some type of loyalty, the more you kind of stay with that person, the more you're going to start to trick yourself into thinking they're those things are true that you aren't good enough or that you do need to try more like you're going to start to like your head will sink into those things you are the average of your five closest friends and if those closest friends are not treating you the way you should be treated or treating you with lower value than what you're worth you will start to believe those things and treat yourself the same way yeah and I think it's it's an energy thing too right like I've I've known people who like minor example but like what you kind of mentioned of like going out and who's wearing the cuter outfit and oh she looks better than me like I should try to look better or whatever it is especially as a girl like we've kind of I feel like every girl's experienced that with their friend group growing up totally but it's an energy thing and in my experience that negative energy rubs off and people can sense it and it's toxic and I just know that the source of that negative energy is insecurity and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just, if you're the one who has that energy, you know, work on those insecurities, better yourself, boost your self-confidence. And if you're someone who's receiving that negative energy and you're on the other side, what can you do to help that person in front of you and to give them more love and to help them build their own confidence? I think we don't all need to be in a competition. I think we just all need to help each other out and just be more aware of like who's going through what and how we can help each other. Um, You know, everyone in this world is unique and different and they bring something new to the table and we should honor that. Um, But yeah, that's, that's what I would say to that. Yeah. I feel like it is kind of easy to spot as long as you're not getting in your own head and thinking that everyone around you doesn't want you to succeed but once you do kind of notice those things just take a step back like don't stoop to their level and try to like beat them and everything but just don't put their words into consideration for me personally when I was in situations like this I did not do it the right way and I confronted them and was like I know you're out to get me like this is how you treat me and like whatever all that And it kind of just made me realize, like, even if they are, like, even if they don't want me, let's say this person does not want me to be successful or does not want me to be pretty. Like, why would that make me not be successful or not be pretty? At the end of the day, it's not going to affect you unless you let it. So I think just realizing it, noticing it and stepping back from it is really what's going to help you if you're in a situation, even if you're, because you're in marketing, which is obviously a creative field and a creative field is a competitive field. Everyone I network with in marketing always says, marketing, creative marketing is one of the most competitive fields in, you know, the world and the industry. So it's, it's crazy because 
it's very easy to feel that way and very easy to feel like maybe I'm not good enough, but just realizing you have something to bring to the table. There's always going to be someone smarter than you. There's always going to be someone more talented or prettier or whatever, but there's something that you bring to the table that you might not even be aware of yet. So just keep that in mind and keep working on yourself and it'll all like come clear in the end. 100% agree. And I just think the most important thing to remember is your mind and how you think about yourself and the thoughts you have are so crucial to how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone who's having like a lot more negative thoughts than positive ones, then I think it's, it's really worth like trying to change that because you live in your head. And I've in my previously in my life, there was a lot of points where like, I was so, so deep in my head of, I had really bad social anxiety and I would be around my really good friends and I would question like, do I belong here? Do they like me? Am I in the right place? Why is someone laughing at my joke? Like, did I say something weird? And it it can really affect how you feel about yourself. And I remember at that point in my life, I was so insecure and for, on the inside. And it wasn't until I really started to take control of my thoughts and talk back to them and really better myself and work on myself and keep the promises I made to myself to build my self-confidence where I became a very happy person and I became really content with who I am and what I bring to the table. And once you get to that point and you go through that experience and that journey, nothing anyone ever says to you will matter. Like if someone tells me, I don't like what you're wearing or you're annoying me or like what you said didn't make sense. I'm like, okay, like, I don't really give a shit if you like my outfit or think that what I said isn't making sense. Like I believe in it and I like my outfit. And once you get to that point, it's really hard for someone to break it down. So just to to whoever's listening, like if you're feeling stuck and you feel like you're in a place where you won't be able to get out from it and that there's not going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just telling you from my personal experience, like just keep working on yourself and don't lose hope. And eventually you will be at a point where you're so happy with who you are and what you, what you offer and nothing anyone says can ever affect that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's an amazing way to end the show today. I think that it was everything we needed to hear, especially with what you said once you're at that place where you're confident in who you are and you know your potential and you know your worth, no one's voice will matter unless they're uplifting you. And that's definitely not an easy place to get to. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm there, but also not there. I think it's definitely a journey and a process to go through, but like cutting said, once you're there, you're there and no one can change your mind. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's so weird being professional with you because we're we're friends off social media. So it's like, when we get into these like talks, it's just so funny. So funny. Well, okay. thank you so much for having me. Of course. I hope there. I get to see you soon. Thanks for coming on. I'm sure I'll definitely have you on in the future. Make sure you guys follow all cutting socials. I will put them in the description and I'll also put her website in case you want to shop her merch. Mm-hmm.